You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. I stole, stole that, that. You from stole All Emily's good stuff. Just assume she stole it from somebody <laughs> hey, else. Hey, at least I am yeah. here. Yeah. Here's, let me, can I tell you the difference between Liberty football and Joe Yock? Liberty football finds success. They keep grinding. They keep showing up to work every day. Joe Yock gets a couple of home loan deals, and he's like, well, three-day weekend for me. Guess I won't be at the podcast. Yeah. Hey, guys. Where you're not going to I'm not going to make it. Who yeah. knows? Um, no, I think he's getting some family time. However, we do have a great guest coming yeah. up on the show. She is a CUSA champion, yes. the first ever CUSA chance champion here on Liberty's campus. It's Rachel DeRuby and women's soccer who clinched that this past weekend, so we'll chat with her in just a moment. But so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. I can't believe hoop season is tipping tonight. off today. Tonight, tonight um, women play at three, men yeah, play right. at seven. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Emily Austin, Matt Warner, and Paul Nazgan are all on the call. Wha- Dream team. Wait a second. We should have asked Naz to come on the show. He has a real job, I think. I know. So he's not always Gosh. available. When I grow up, I yeah. want to have a real job. Um, we do, we and then, do too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, football has um, secured home field advantage for the CU- hosting the CUSA championship, which will be on Friday, December 1st. You can get tickets to that now, uh, right? Yeah, Matt? this week you can yeah, get tickets to that uh, December 1st. That's going to be a, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. So It'll check be... that out. And, of course, Liberty's finally ranked. <gasps> That's right. Number we've 25. Been, we've been begging for it. We've been asking for it. AP Top 25. Liberty comes in at 25th now mm-hmm. uh, in the country. So only up from here. Keep on winning. We'll also talk about what has made uh, Coach Chadwell a little upset following this victory. And yeah. Quentin Cooley, still just a bowling ball. Uh, CUSA games to recap and look ahead to. And then we will preview an in-state I guess it's kind of an in-state rivalry, I guess you can say, with ODU coming to the right. mountain. Yep, it is. So, yeah. Old Dominion, we are finally back on the call for that this weekend, too. Yeah, we'll too. be calling Old Dominion, hopefully calling the UMass game as well for football. So that will be fun. Be fun. Um, also, you know, as we said, women's soccer got that CUSA championship. Field hockey dropped the Big East championship, so yeah. we'll, we'll touch on all of that. But first, Matt, what's your takeaway from this um, get, uh, this victory over uh, La Tech here. Yeah, 56-30. This is the best the offense has looked all season long. Right. I mean, they were doing whatever they wanted. You look at the numbers. Salter threw for 297, four touchdowns. Cooley goes for 179 and two touchdowns. You had Bad Good involved. You had even Noah Frith getting a touchdown. You saw uh, EJ Smoot come back and make a couple of plays. So that's good to get him back in the fold. Like, whatever they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. you got James Joyner got in the end zone. Whatever they wanted to do offensively, the only thing that stopped them was the one fumble on their second possession that was kind of self-inflicted. But they did whatever they wanted. So so that's encouraging. And I have to think now the race for Conference USA Player of the Year, it's a two-man race, and it's Caden Salter and Quentin Cooley. Like, those are the two guys. Like, take your pick. Who do you want to choose between them? Those have to be the two guys – in my mind, the only two at this point that are up for, for Conference USA Player of the Year. Cooley now 10th in the nation in rushing yards, averaging over six yards per carry. Wow. Meanwhile, Salter, we've been tracking the you know 40 total touchdowns responsible for is the record from Malik Willis a couple of years back. Salter now is responsible for 30 total touchdowns. Still has potentially five more games uh, to get to get to you know past 40. And he's also maybe more importantly. 23 passing touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah, the ratio is pretty, pretty good. He has been really good taking care of the football. You know what I just thought? You know how Joe has said that we should do the Uno shuffle, you know, for For our our fantasy fantasy teams? teams. We'll get to those standings, you know, a little bit later. But what if we just gave him Salter? Yeah, that that's not, probably don't, still don't, wouldn't yeah, get him back in the race. You mentioned five games to play yeah. for the Flames, which just seems crazy. It's like a ton a this lot time of, year. of football yeah. to be played. Um, you know, one of the questions going into the postgame press conference that Jamie was asked was, you know, do, do this team still have something to play for? You know, they made history going nine and zero, and he's like, we still need to win a conference championship. No one has gone ten and zero, eleven and zero, twelve and zero. So there's still a lot to be played for in these games. There's obviously a championship to win, a bowl game. To yeah. win, so 
you hope that these guys don't get complacent with this no. 9 0 record. And yeah, you're now, you're like, you sense it, right? Mm -hmm. You can smell the finish line and you see like a perfect season is out there. It's not just a, well, you know, like when we we're six games in and you saw the, the numbers of, oh, Liberty, the highest chance to go undefeated the rest of the, like, no, you, the end is in sight. Right. You're seeing it now. And that itself should be enough motivation to finish strong. In fact, I went and checked uh, ESPN has Liberty and Florida State. They're tied for having basically the highest chance to finish undefeated in the nation. And so, yeah, so that's out there. And this week against Old wait, Dominion. Wait, does that include like CFP? Uh, no, that's State? regular season. That's just regular, just regular season, season play. Okay. Um, but this week, Old Dominion, this is probably in my mind the biggest hurdle left uh, eh, maybe even more so than the conference championship game. Ooh, uh, the we're biggest not even hurdle, bold the biggest yet, hurdle to, to clear. Like I, I think this is going to be a real test. This is going to be a real test this week. So you talk about you hope they're locked in. They better be because ODU is certainly good enough to come in here and beat Liberty and spoil what could be the perfect season. You were just mentioning all those numbers from uh, Caden Salter. You know what I thought was interesting? Noah Frith mentioned after the game, like. This is a different case salt than I've yeah. ever seen. Like his preparation, like the way he's watching film and understanding these defenses, it's been obviously showing up yeah. on the field. But another note I want to make, rushing for 300 yards the Flames have for the third straight week. Our Todd Wetmore just sent us an email. We added this to our game notes. Oh, thanks, Todd. Uh, <laughs> Liberty is news. one of 11 teams in the country that have started the same five offensive linemen for each game wow. in 2023. Which is so, that you know, none of this would have been possible yeah. without that builder. I'm going to put my fingers no, in my belt. That's, no, no, you that's know, I'm not going to joke. I'm not going to, you know, take Joe's uh, spotlight See, there. See, again, stealing good material. <laughs> but, once again. Yeah, I got to start being a little bit more creative. But when you look at this offensive line, that's, I feel like, where you got to give most, oh, so if much. not all, the credit to that they've been able to rush the ball. And Caden Salter has had the confidence in the pocket or um, whatever he's doing. To, to put up those numbers, you have to give that credit to the offensive line. Liberty is now less than one yard per game behind Air Force for the top-rushing offense in the nation. So Liberty is still second, but just less than a yard away from being the top-rushing team in the country. You're right. Uh, Coach Durkin, that O-line, they've been monsters up front, and Quentin Cooley has been an absolute animal. Like, he just – you I mean, just don't lose yards. He, you just what? don't lose – there's not those negative plays in the run game. Think about it. Yeah. Like – how often does Liberty run on first down and it's up second and 13? Never. Like, he's always getting positive yards. And, and the guys behind him did a good job. Obviously, we've talked about Aaron Bedgood, how valuable he's been. But Quentin Cooley has been even, like, way better, I think, than we even thought. And we thought he'd be good. But he has been dominant, a workhorse. And behind this O-line, how consistent they've been. Like, this is, this is a scary offense right now. Yeah. It's also a scary defense. But maybe not for the same, a different kind of yeah. scary. We'll talk about that in just one moment. Quinn Cooley, you know, he's, he mentioned after the game just having that patience to find yeah. the holes. Because those weren't, you know, they, he didn't have those holes early in the game. And just having that patience of, of understanding where to go and when to go. And just and the just coaching. wear you down. Right. It's and not the, always the first run or the second right. run or the third run. But they just wear you down throughout a game. And that's a notch, or, you know, to the coaching staff committing to the run. Like, right. hey, when, when you stop us, we got the guys that are going to still um, bring it to you later in the game. So, yeah, 300 yards for three straight weeks is just incredible. <laughs> Coach Chadwell said, guys just bounce off Quentin Cooley, yeah. which is so true. The bowling ball. Once he starts going downhill, he can't stop And speaking it. of that, too, Liberty now second in the nation in time of possession. That, that's the, that's so the thing. So it goes hand in hand. Right. right. If the other team doesn't have the ball, yeah. then it's hard for them to, to beat the Flames. However, when the other team does get the ball, something that Coach Chadwell mentioned after the game is, like their other team is going to make plays, right? Sure. But they can't – they're going to score touchdowns here and there. Yeah. But they can't score touchdowns in two minutes. Right. What have you seen from this defense that is maybe – put that level of concern a little bit higher than weeks past. It all goes back to what we've been talking about for, for probably four or five weeks now, which is the pass rush just isn't there. Mm -hmm. And so you're giving guys time in the pocket. So Hank Bachmeyer throws for 304 yards. That's the third straight week now Liberty has given up 300 yards or more through the air. They hadn't given that up once in the first six games. The last three, all three, they've gone over 300. And it's just not being able to get there and create that pressure. Mm -hmm. I think you, we've talked about the back end of the defense. 
they've done a great job. Your Kobe Singletons, your Brylin Greens, all those guys. Linebackers, I think we've been pleasantly surprised. Tyron Dupree's been great. Joe Carter has really come on in the last few weeks. He's been good. And you know there's some talent on that D-line, and some of it's young. But, man, just the not being able to hurry that quarterback, not being able to speed him up, it makes him comfortable back there. And we've seen three pretty good quarterbacks here these last three weeks, so give them some credit. But it's been too easy for them at times in these games. And uh, Jamie Chadwell, you know, that along with some penalties and things, he said, you know, it's going to come back to bite us. If we mm-hmm. don't figure some of this stuff out, if we don't improve and make some corrections, like sooner or later – it's going to come back to bite us because you can't you can't count on your offense have, to right. score 56 every week. You can't count on them to you know play a near perfect game out there. You just can't. At some point, they're going to hit some bumps, you know, as well. And your defense has to be there to kind of pick them up once in a while. And that is the concern moving forward. Rachel Derubi is on the show in just a moment. We'll hear what it feels like knowing that clock is ticking down and you're about to win a CUSA championship. Yeah. So we'll get to that in just a moment. We'll also preview some hoops. Hoops are starting tonight. But, you know, sticking with that defense, another thing that Coach Chadwell said after the game is, when we're in situations defensively like we were, I need guys to step up on the field. As a coach, yeah, I can sit there and encourage you and yell at you, do what I need to do, but I need a leader out there on the field to be able to bring this team together and play as a team and not those individual stats that they're looking for um, at times. Who? Who is that guy that can step up? Because I feel like when you look at the line, Kendi Charles is um, one of the captains. Yeah. You have Tyron Dupree. Dupree. But I just don't feel like those are like the vocals, rah-rah guys that we saw in Scruggs last year. Right. That this uh, that, Can you imagine Scruggs on this defense? I right. mean, it would be perfect. But who is that leader that the Flames are looking for defensively in those situations? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And if and if Chadwell isn't sure, I'm certainly not. You know? <laughs> Matt Warner, like, I, I can't. I'm certainly not. People are coming but to the Flame no. Central Podcast. Oh, this is the Flame Central Podcast. Powered by Alcova Mortgage. Joe's going to be wow. ticked. Wow, yeah, we it's like almost like there's no the way anyone's still listening at this point. Um, no, that's a good point because a lot of those guys you talk about, Tyron Dupree, kind of a soft-spoken, you know, guy, uh, you know, Kenny, a little bit that way. So, yeah, it's guys that aren't just that natural big personality like the general, Javon the Scruggs, general, was. Yeah. And that is you lost his production this year. You certainly lost his voice more than anything. So who who can be that guy? I mean, I think I feel like you hope a Brylin Green can be that guy. Quentin Reese. Quentin Reese. Those are a couple of guys that Scruggs even mentioned when he was yeah. done here as being like, these are the guys that I've kind of passed the mantle on to and been like, you're the next people to step in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you hope those guys can kind of be that. Um, but, boy, yeah, it's they're they're hanging on right now. And it's. You don't want to nitpick, right? Everyone wants to celebrate your 9-0. and You've all these accolades and stuff like that. But as a coach, Jamie Chadwell and those guys in that building, they're looking at this. I mean, like, man, we've got – if we don't fix this, all the good things we've done so far, Are that can be ruined. But you certainly can drop a game that you shouldn't if we continue with some of these things. And, and you hope – you hope they can hang on, and you just hope offensively that you're able to keep racking up the points, and maybe you just win a bunch of shootouts. But you're right. You can't rely on the offense right. putting up that many points, but it is good to see almost 600 total yards of offense. You know, Coach Chadwell did mention after the game that we did – the Flames did a, a few foolish things that he's embarrassed about as a head coach. Ten penalties. Yeah, and really what I see from Coach in these press conferences after the game is he's taking all the accountability from, like, the penalty side. Like, I have to have that discipline for my team, which is good that you want to see that from the head coach, but you also want to see that from the players taking accountability and ownership because they're the ones obviously making those penalties. What do you think are some of the penalties that are embarrassing Coach Chadwell that they need to get control of moving forward? Yeah, I mean, and I'm trying to think back of what all the penalties were, but like I know obviously we've had some where guys have been chirping a little bit. Going back to Western Kentucky, that late one on on Caden Salter, Caden probably got away with. It. He gave the little like the little boy sign there, you know, to a guy on the sideline. I don't think the official saw it. That could have been an easy taunting yeah. flag if they had seen that. So there's some of those kind of things that you're like, this isn't helping. Like, and they're completely unnecessary. They there's nothing about you. You live with an effort play, right? You live with oh man, like. Uh, I think it was Greg Carroll just a little late getting to the quarterback, gave him a shove. You don't want to see it. You want him to be aware enough to stop. But that's just pure effort. A guy, when the pass rush hasn't been there, trying as hard as he can to get there, he was a little late. Some of those you can understand. It's some of those other penalties where it's just after the play, mm-hmm. too much talking. Some of the, Those are the ones where you just can't have that. Again, you talk about sooner or later things will come back to bite you. Those are the kind of things that 
can derail a drive if you're on offense. Right. Or give the opposition new life when maybe they're they're in a uh, third and long or about to punt. So, like, those are the things you have to clean up. Just you're good enough to win without any of that stuff. Right. So don't let that be the reason that something goes sideways. So we know that it's Thanksgiving time, which you know what oh, that yeah. means. It's what pie. That? You I know, people eat it. a lot of pie. I do. And I've been saying it week in and week out on the Flame Central podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. I'm about to go home and bake some humble pie for Kane Salter. No, Salter. why are you saying? I, I you love the swag. Up. I get fired up on this. But, like, that again. You did it again, Caden. Are you not listening? I don't think he is. I don't think uh, he I is think either. I think we're pretty confident you are not the, <laughs> the voice in his ear. Uh <laughs> I just, Matt, you I just, just need to can't. be careful. Just you need to be careful, to be careful you know? I and I love the swag. Away. I love the confidence. But I just, you, you need to run on the other side of the field. You cannot be over by the other <laughs> it team. It always seem when like you he's all, he goes out of bounds running out of bounds on the visitor side. side yeah. You just can't yeah. help yourself. And, you know, I was a lot like Kane Salter hey, when I was an athlete. Still, but, still um, a, lot of, a lot of that. A lot yeah, of chirping. Yeah, yeah. So stay humble. Eat some humble pie. A couple things, a couple other notes, though, real fast. Uh, ESPN now ranks in their power index. They have Liberty as the 14th most efficient offense in the nation. Wow. So really impressive stuff there. And then also, I, I was told that that was, I think, the sixth largest crowd in Liberty history. Yeah. So great homecoming crowd, great atmosphere, great seeing so many people come back. Uh, we had a bunch of the guys from the original 1973 Liberty football team that we brought in on Friday and shot some interviews with for a story that will be coming out soon. And great catching up with them. I know they had a big football banquet Friday night with uh, with all the football alums that came back. So, so cool to see a lot of those guys, to have them honored and bring them back here uh, to the mountain. Uh, and, you know, they got to see a, see a fun game too. Yeah, for sure. If you haven't seen some of these Flame Central stories that we've done, you can go to What's our website? <laughs> LibertyFlamesCentral.com. Yeah, um, so you can catch up on those stories. There's a search bar so you can look at those. We're actually going to Greenville tomorrow to catch up with Willie yeah. Korn's dad yeah. doing a story on him and Greg Mosley, who scored the game-winning touchdown in the first-ever Liberty broadcast. So we'll catch up with him. He's actually at North Greenville University. He's been which, the volleyball coach. Which is where? Which is where Coach Chadwell had his head coaching uh, first gig. So... We'll uh, get some, you know, shots of those field, right. fields and, and catch up with those guys. It's so fun to hear those stories from, like, the old days when they oh, man. they were practicing we out so there. so many on stories Treasure, about Treasure Island. Treasure Island. And, <laughs> like, they're telling us, like, the backups didn't, they didn't have enough equipment for him. So, like, a, one guy would come out. He'd take off his helmet, hand it to the guy that was going in for I him. I mean, like, it, Caden Salter insane. would fit in, you well, know, yeah, not Caden, knowing where his helmet Caden is. should have done that that one game, but. It, yeah, unbelievable to hear the stories of where this program is coming. That actually reminds me. I'm glad you brought that up. That reminded me. I was watching or tracking Sam Houston State, who got their first yeah, win. For Kennesaw they State. had to come back in the Bear late in that cats. game. Bear so good for cats. them. But as I'm watching that, and they were down at that point, and I'm, I was talking to somebody, I'm like, you know, if they lose this game, they probably won't win a game this season. And to go over in your first FBS season, I'm like, again, Liberty fans. Do not take for granted what you have seen here. Yeah. Liberty is the exception. They moved to the FBS and did not skip a beat. First season, Turner Gill, they got to six wins. Hugh Freeze comes in. They're bowling every year. You're in the top 25 now three of the last four years. What's it been, six years in the FBS? I yeah. Think? Like, And you've been in the top 25 three times? Right. Like, Liberty is of. not – the norm. Right. So don't take for granted what we've seen here. So much credit due Turner Gill and his staff for laying the foundation. Obviously, Hugh Freeze for taking it to another level. And now Jamie Chadwell for taking it to an even another, higher level yeah. this season. So don't take for granted what, what you have here. Celebrate the 9-0, and but also realize it's not that long ago they were on Treasure Island. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's not that long it's ago. Crazy. So be grateful, be thankful for what they've been able to do. And give this staff and the previous staffs so much credit, and Ian McCaw certainly for bringing those, you know, getting these staffs here, for what they've been able to do at Liberty. It is a special story, and probably nationally, oh, not probably, definitely nationally, does not get the attention it deserves based on how far they have come in such a short amount of time. It's right. unbelievable. Our director, Ken Tose, also did the decades pieces right. that we should start rolling out um, in the next week. They played week, at the banquet Friday night, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's starting from, you know, the early days all the way up until now. So we'll have those 
coming your way on Flame Central as well. So be sure to check those out. Okay, before we get to this, um, Rachel DeRuby. Yeah. Something that we've been also monitoring is the New Year Six mix, um, bowl possibilities. Yeah. Well, Air Force is somebody that needed to lose. Yeah. They did. They did. They did. Tulane, unfortunately, Boy, we there's do a lot need of people win, pulling for they... East Carolina yeah. on Saturday. Tulane barely squeaked 13, it out. 13-10, I think, yeah, was the final. Yeah. That's a really, really yeah. close game. So you do need Tulane to lose. Yeah. Um. So I guess you know there's We're still all, you know there's still a, a chance. I think I think Liberty's fifth or fourth on that list. They're gonna but need maybe help. They're gonna they're need gonna a need, lot of help. We're gonna need help. Yeah. That's the bottom line. They're gonna need Keep a lot of help. Keep winning and then hope everybody else beats up on yeah, each other. Yeah, that's all. That's the only thing you can control right now is to keep winning. But the bottom line is, even if you don't like, you're with every win, you're getting a better and better bowl matchup, and, and that that's exciting. Right. Okay. So we will preview ODU after we get to this interview. Yeah. We'll also look at some of the other um, sports and what they're doing around campus, and Basketball. then Matt yeah. is going to give you some things to look ahead for the men's basketball season. But right now, let's go to this conversation with Rachel DeRuby. We have a CUSA champion right. on set. Rachel DeRuby brought some hardware. Check that out. This thing, you, by the way, Matt, yeah, is... You did not carry that because it no. is <laughs> really heavy. Yes, it is. Stand up real quick, Rachel, so we can see. Like, I mean, this thing yeah. is it's massive. massive. Yeah. If you need to do... Like, you can actually get a workout with this. I don't know you if Coach would... Yeah, do some squats. Shoulder, yeah. Um, so a couple weeks ago, we released your My Moment. We do this My Moment segment where we ask a Liberty athlete their favorite moment in a Liberty uniform. Yeah. Yours was last season, the, the season opener, mm -hmm. and you uh, scored the first goal of the season. I have a feeling that that moment has changed yeah, since that game. I actually thought about that. In the, like, after the game, I was like, wow, I wish they would have asked me this after this game. Now, <laughs> Now's your chance. No yeah, now we're asking. Yeah. So now your chance. What is your favorite moment in a Liberty uniform? Go. Wow, funny you asked. But um, I would say um, probably uh, this last game or honestly the whole tournament as a whole yeah. because um, it was just a really big tournament for me um, to have the – the first PK in that first game and the other goal that I scored. And then to have that um, corner to Sadie, me and Brady were actually talking because she usually takes the corners from that side. Mm -hmm. And she like had a feeling. She was like, why don't you take it this time? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Wait, so, so like, hold up. So like, like <laughs> at the moment, like it's time. Yes. And she's just like, Hey, no, 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 you, you first, you go ahead. Like she yeah, kind of she said she had a feeling. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go too. So I went and sure enough, Sadie put it in. And yeah. Wow. So, okay, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Stop, stop. I'm, no, I'm gonna focus on this, on this a little bit. Because this is different than like I think a lot of sports. Like it wouldn't be like, I don't think Kyle Road is going to <laughs> no. Colin Porter like, hey, I know what Coach McKay normally has us do, but why don't we just do something else? <laughs> like, does this ha does that happen? Like is is Lang like Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, guys! Whoa, what's what's going on here? Um, no, well, I mean, we we like interchange sometimes, but like okay. usually, if she's gonna if somebody's gonna play the big ball in, like it's more than likely gonna be Bridie. But I mean, I had been playing some of the short corners, and I was used to being on the ball, so I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go for it. I'll serve it in. Like it wasn't showing us the short corner, so yeah. And then it worked out, and then not once but twice. So wow! If I was laying, I'd just be like, you know, I'm just pushing all the right buttons. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just you know. I actually thought this through <laughs> yeah. all week before yeah. practice. That's you know. incredible. So That's Bridie really cool. just had a hunch. Yeah, she did. She did. Wow. That's awesome. Talk to me about just this team. This entire season has been so awesome for you guys. Mm -hmm. If you had one word to describe this team, what would it be? Um, this is gonna sound cheesy, but I'd say family, really, yeah. because we just play for each other, like. Um, we're able to call each other out, like, when we're not doing what's expected, um, but we're also able to encourage each other like nobody else can. So I would just say, yeah, that. And you, and you got that. Annie. You know, Annie, mm -hmm. remember, we had a couple weeks ago um, Ava Goodman on, right? Yeah. And she told us about, like, the pregame and all, all this and that. No, it was Ivy uh, Garner we had. Ivy, Ivy yes. Garner. Why you got you got messed up no, last time I on you said sometimes it's on me. Uh, we had <laughs> Ivy and she was telling us about like Annie is like the hype machine for this yes, team. So is. how was we just got a report back? You know the fans need to know mm, how was she course. getting you guys prepared for these games um, uh, during the tournament? In her same same kind of way, <laughs> special uh, way. You yeah. know, um, like indescribable. Um, <laughs> singing at the top of her lungs, dancing as much as she can. Um, just being a loud presence like 
I every minute it. before the game, during the game, after the game, just a very consistent person in her energy. So I feel like if I was her mother growing up, she would not be allowed to drink Mountain Dew. Yeah. Like unless it was at like 9 a.m. because yeah. then it would wear off, you know, yeah. by maybe midnight. But yeah, right, I'm curious to know your guys mindset because you go back to last year. Mm -hmm. You were in the conference championship game. Heartbreak, right? To FGCU. At any point, whether it's sitting in the hotel before the Conference USA Championship or right before the game, do you think back to that at all? Like whether as a motivator or as a man, we I just we don't get you don't get, you get these chances that often. We have to take advantage. Yeah. Like what did you think about that at all as you prepared to go into this one? Yeah, definitely. So um, actually, the day before, we kind of like to do these like mental imagery exercises because it's good to like get yourself in the right mindset and like visualize. And so um, one of our like kind of prompts from our coach was like. Think back to this, like, last year's game and, like, for the, like, um, returning players, like, any championship you've been in and, like, kind of, like, reflect on that with the younger players and tell them, like, what you've learned from, like, what was good from that game, what was bad from that game. And, like, so that, like, any emotions you felt, they can kind of feel that, too, and be, ex like, know what to expect and not be, like, taken back by what could have happened. So, wow, yeah. we've got to tell Joe Yak about that, yeah. you yeah. know, yeah. It, doing that before the uh, podcast yeah. maybe sometime. Did how sweet was this? Do you think even more so because of what you guys went through last year and being so close to yeah. get the win this this season? No, yeah, it was definitely sweet. And it was awesome not to have to go into overtime and PKs, <laughs> as you can yeah. imagine, yeah. both fatigue yeah. and just mental. It's just so great. So um, we were definitely just pushing to do what we could to try to avoid that and just learn from our mistakes. So, yeah, it was great. Now, I guess this is the first Conference USA Championship any uh, team has won. Is that right, yeah. Spencer? Yeah, I was looking at him. Yeah, first, first one. Ever. So you made history. Yeah. More that so than just for your so program. Neat. You have now made Liberty history. Mm -hmm. You set the tone for everybody else. Everybody yeah. else has to try to follow this now. Yeah. yeah. I they am just it. so excited. I mean, this thing has to weigh more than you, Rachel. No, it's close. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Wow, look at that. All right, so we're, we're going we're gonna to need a bigger boat. Yeah, you know, right. Bigger, bigger <laughs> we're taping case. this at a little before 11 a.m. Yeah, You guys find out at 4 o'clock. Who you play. Yes. This is your chance. Call your shot. Oh, is there anybody you want to play or who you think you might play? Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. I'm not too informed <laughs> on that. <laughs> I'm still living in yesterday. That's right. Um, that's right. As you I should be. Don't, I honestly don't know. I wish I could tell you, but I'm, I'm just happy with whoever. Are you all I'm getting together and watching it as a team? I yes. Assume? Yeah, we're going to go into our team room and I'll oh, watch God. it and make it a big That'll moment. So That's yeah. exciting. Tell us about once you once you guys realized, you know, when that clock hit zero that you guys were champions. Like, who was the first person you ran up to? Actually, before you answer that, when you were scoring, like, goals throughout the tournament, are you, like, still surprised? Because in your My Moment series, you're like, yeah, sometimes when I score a goal, I'm just, like, still shocked that the ball actually went in. <laughs> Are you still reacting that way? Or are you like, um, you know, this That's is pretty common. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I'm still pretty shocked. I feel like <laughs> it's like because one minute you're just kind of like standing on the field, like oh, just any other moment. And the next moment it's like, oh, my gosh, the that was such a big deal. The, yeah. Like it's like it's just it's never going to not be surreal. Honestly, it's just such a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. Go through the, the excitement once you guys realize you were CUSA champions. Um, I guess just as that like clock was ticking down, it gets to under a minute. You're like, OK, like we've got this. We've got this. And you're like, but play it cool. Like, <laughs> it's OK. Like, it's not over. But like it is. And, um, so it's just like so exciting. And then right when it like hits like zero, you're like, oh my gosh. And you just want to run. You don't even know where you're running. You just want to run and find somebody and hug them. And it's just so awesome. That's like everybody's so just nothing but excitement. And so. then how was the trip home? Were you guys able to like wind down or was it just like full go excitement? Um, it was definitely excitement. And like um, after like we went to the showers and stuff and it was like all excitement. Everybody was like so hyped. The most energy you'll see from everybody. Including um, Annie. Yes, Everyone was well, at Annie level. Of course. Yes. Everybody. <laughs> even the people you wouldn't think you found it in on that day. Um, um, but then on the plane ride, you're able to like kind of wind down. I think everybody's able to like kind of like reflect and be like, dang, that just happened. That's yeah. crazy. So. Wow, that's awesome. Well, best of luck as you guys move forward. Uh, you guys, you know it. You're dangerous, yeah. right? I'm sure nobody <laughs> wants to see your name next to theirs when, when the bracket comes out. Mm -hmm. So congrats. Thank best you. of luck. Uh, all Liberty will be watching you guys yes. and be fired up to see where you're headed. Who Thank would you. you say, before we let you go, who would you say is, like, really the leader that carried you guys through, um, not just on the field play, but off the field this season? Um, I would say that our captains are honestly really good leaders. So that's Bridie, Lena, and Sadie. They're just very, like, um, confident. And, like, when, like I said earlier about the family thing, like, they're willing to, like, call people out, but in a very loving way. And, like, you're not, like, taking it personal. You just know that that's what needs to get done. So 
yeah, they're just a very constant voice. My big thing on the podcast whenever a team drops a game is like there's lessons in losing. Do you mm -hmm. think that you guys hit a point in your season? Because you guys were off such a fiery start. Mm -hmm. And then I believe that first loss, well, New Mexico State. New Mexico yeah. State. Yeah, right, it was them. Mm -hmm. What do you think that did to turn you guys like, you know, or maybe not a wake-up call necessarily, mm -hmm. but what do you think that loss taught you guys this season? No, yeah, that it definitely is a wake-up call. Um, and you kind of need something like that to almost humble you and realize that you're not going to just step on the field and win. Like, mm -hmm. it takes, like, all you've got every time. Like, so, like, nobody's too small, nobody's too big. Like, at the end of the day, soccer, soccer. It's very, like, unexpected sport. Um, so, yeah, it was just nice to kind of get that wake-up call early on, too, so that we were ready for the tournament and all the, like, high-stress situations. So, yeah. I'm so excited for you guys. One Four last thing before you go. Here's what we need you to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold Joe. this mug. Look at that camera. Now, you've got a little cheat sheet on the back here. You say, Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. Can you do it? You're talking to America right now. Okay. Okay, but look into that camera. Sell it, all right? Okay. Go for it anytime. Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. <laughs> Very yeah. good. Very good. First you time. Know, Some Joe people take more than on one the show take. with yeah. us, and you'll be happy that he isn't isn't yeah. here to you know have you. Actually but, got to speak. But you wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if he were. He would have talked oh, about how he, you should bring pack line defense to soccer. It would have been really oh, weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he he th he took credit for field hockey doing that. But anyways, mm -hmm. we usually do that with all of our guests, so he will be extremely excited that you were able <laughs> to do that. So we'll clip that off for him. Rachel. Lead us to an NCAA championship. Let's go. Let's go. Stay hot. We believe. Stay hot. Yes. Awesome. Appreciate Thanks again for your time. Yes, thank you. All right, we did tell Rachel DeRuby, you have to keep us in the loop with the pregame celebrations right. and um, record everything. We'll throw really it on the podcast. The heartbreak of last year, losing in the conference championship. USA is better anyways so to get that championship. That they were able to get that, get that win this season. Mm -hmm. That program has been really, really on good in the last few years. Yeah. On fire. So hopefully they can make history. No women's soccer team has ever won an NCAA game. Maybe this is it. So this this, this might be it. Um, they find out like the, like we said at 4 p.m. This is probably going to get her out around that time. Yeah. So um, be on the lookout for their social media. Okay, let's um, before we preview, we'll do bold predictions and preview ODU um, the same. So let's look into the men's basketball season, which tips off tonight. tonight. Why should we be excited, Matt Warner, now that Darius McGee is no right, longer? Here's what I did. Here's what I'm doing right here. You know, <laughs> I prepared a lot of stuff here, but you know, you know what I'm gonna do, Emily. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak from okay. the heart. Okay? Yeah. I love doing that. That's my you, favorite move. I honestly, love doing that. Yeah. I have something to say for a second. Because <laughs> Matt is sitting here, and even though I'm stealing other people's yeah. content, yeah. at least it seems fresh. Matt, every single... Hey, uh, Matt Warner, can you can you speak at this presentation yeah. for us? Matt does that move That's my favorite every move. Day. And then everyone, they go, oh! Yeah, it's oh, so it's good. So, Matt, it's Warner, so good. so funny. It's so good. Okay. All right, well, anyway. So here are just like four <laughs> thoughts that came to mind. Just real quick, you saw me jot them down right before we started here just big picture things i gave that one. i want to no, look at that i'm looking at going into the season which begins tonight you mentioned it number one who replaces darius mcgee's production you lose your all-time leading scorer who steps in a few guys zach cleveland <laughs> he's a prime candidate prime candidate right it's got to be by committee zach cleveland i think he's a prime candidate to make a leap this year become more of an offensive threat we saw that down the stretch last season after he got back from all the mono stuff Joseph Vinzant, you don't need 12 points a game from him. Boy, if you got seven or eight, that would be a huge nice. improvement and helps yeah. carry the load. Here's my guy, though, and my, my pick to lead this team in scoring, and that's Caden Matheny, right. the transfer from Bowling, Bowling Green. Green. I think he's going to be a real, really good offensive player. Not get you 24 a game or whatever like McGee, but I think he'll get you 14, and then the rest of the group can kind of help fill that void. Here's something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. There is a little bit of a size concern with this team. You talk about losing Darius McGee for obvious reasons. You also lost Blake Preston from a year ago. And while he didn't score 20 a game, he gave you a 6'10 frame that could bang down low if you ran into a team that had a big body. You don't have that. In terms of just the guys that are going to be getting consistent minutes, we believe, you don't have anybody taller than 6'7". Now, you've got four guys that are 6'7", but you don't have that one big that, that can go in there and defend in the post. 
how often will you run into a guy that's the 6'10", you know, go-to? Maybe, maybe not a ton. Maybe not a ton. But there are going to be some matchups where you're like, boy, that lack of size is probably going to show up. So that's well, before be you get to your next point, yeah. what I found interesting that Joseph and Zant, um, you know, looking at the size on the other end, like guarding like smaller guys like Colin Porter and yeah. um, Matheny. Matheny, you know, he's like, it's really difficult to to guard those guys that are smaller because they're they're like center of gravity being lower. Yeah. It's so much more difficult. So it's helped him improve as a defender yeah. because he's used to guarding them so much in practice. But I find that interesting that like you know. You're, uh, for the other team that, that may not be used to guarding smaller guards and stuff like that, that could be an advantage in the smaller size department for Liberty. But that's just looking at the glass half full. Yeah, well, I'm glad you talked about defense because that is another thing that I'm wanting to look at, and that's defense off the bench for the mm. Flames. I think the starting unit will be really good. Uh, remember, Zay Warfield also not back. Now, say what you want about his offensive game, which there wasn't much to say. Defensively, mm. there wasn't a huge drop-off when Vincent left the court. And Warfield came on. Right. Now you're looking at, I imagine, Brody Peebles, Xander Yates. I would still put Shiloh on the bench to start Cleveland. We'll see what, what Richie McKay decides to do. But Oh, really? That's what I okay, would be so my give me your starting so five. So my starting five would be Caden Matheny, Colin Porter, uh, Kyle Rode, okay. uh, Joe Vinzant, and Zach Cleveland. And I, I think Shiloh Robinson off the bench was better off the bench a year the ago the when they year. started Blake Preston. So I would right. keep him coming off the bench. Uh, and then you have Brody Peebles off the bench and Xander Yates, the transfer from Creighton, coming off the bench. That would be my top eight. Right I wonder there. what Shiloh thinks if he's coming off the bench, you know, because he's fifth year, right? Yeah. He's fifth year senior. So, yeah. but I th feel like if anybody is going to swallow their pride, so to say, of coming right. off the bench, um, it, it would be Shiloh. Yeah. And McKay has made it, I mean, he's always said, listen, it's not about who starts, about who finishes. Like, you're going like, to get so your So you're going to get, he'll get yeah. his opportunity, yeah. certainly. But, with that bench group, we know Shiloh is a really good defender, but in terms of on the perimeter, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to look a little bit different. So I'm curious to see, does Andrew Yates, who I think is a really good offensive player, can he play defense at the level that Richie McKay is hoping? Brody Peebles, he's always good for taking a charge a game. He has a real good knack for that, but need to continue to see him develop. So the defense is there. And then last thing for me, and it's going back to the defense as well, is the pack line. We've seen... When teams are exposed to it for the first time, it it out. I feel like it outperforms what we even expect. Richie McKay took over this program. They were picked dead last in the Big South at the time by a mile. The pack line defense, something a lot of these teams hadn't seen, kept had them outperform the projections by a ton. You go to A Sun. What do you do? You reel off was three straight A Sun mm -hmm. championships, and that defense was just suffocating. It took people a while to kind of start getting comfortable if anyone ever got comfortable with it. So I'm curious to see now in Conference USA, does this defense, does it take the league a while to respond right. to it and figure it out? Uh, so I'm curious to see if that kind of helps Liberty, uh, especially in year number one, where mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out you no know, McGee, all that stuff. Does this defense really kind of carry them? in year one in the CUSA. Yeah, and as far as the guys learning, the new guys sure. on the team, you know, the longer you're in the pack, Coach McKay says it all better the time, the, the better you get it. Yeah. So, um, Can't we'll wait! Can't Woo! wait! I, it's going to be a blast. It's so weird, you know, because I'm like, hold on, basketball, we'll get to you. Yeah, We're in the middle of, like, some big stuff with football, but I am really, really excited to get back on the hardwood, hardwood tonight. Um, let's talk men's soccer, by the way, lost in, in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. So their season is over. Um, field hockey. Lost in the championship of the Big East. It, it, um, we won't make However, any jokes. We won't make any jokes it, okay. about the ODU okay. situation. Now I know. I'm but not. their season not done. They season so not done at large bid. At large bid. Huge yeah. for them. Number 12, Syracuse in the Sweet 16. Yeah. So we were talking a little bit about the breakdown. ODU is actually facing Maryland. So remember, Maryland is a team that back in 20, what was that, 21, when we went to the national championship game, that's who Liberty beat, you know, in over, overtime, in double overtime in the final four to go to the national championship game. And then Maryland came back for some revenge and took out the Flames in the Sweet 16 last season. When you listen back to Nikki Parsley Blocker and why she was like, we need to figure out something yeah. different to do, and that's why they um, instilled the pack line defense for field hockey – this it was because of this Maryland team. So, yeah. um, 
It'll be interesting. You know, I think that this is a positive is what I'm getting to. Long a story short, a good draw for the Flames to not face Maryland um, because that's been a really tough team. Obviously, Syracuse will be difficult to get past as well. But I think this loss, I remember doing the My Moment segments with some of the field hockey girls, and they were saying, you know, we lost in the Big East Championship, I think the National Championship run year. I want to say. So, I know. I I feel like I, like, I went to one field hockey national championship run, and now I feel like I want to use my red shirt. But, um, (laughs) but, yes, it will be interesting to see um, if the Flames will be able to get back on track to get get back to that national championship game. They're playing it at Duke, right? They're the host of, in this, you know, quad, whatever you want to call it. So, (laughs) if Liberty gets past Syracuse, probably play Duke. If you move on, to the final four in the championship, you know where it's played. UNC? It's at UNC. Where has Liberty had the most more success than probably anyone. any other program in the anyone. past however many years? Yeah. It's been Liberty at UNC. I know. That's so good you news. find your way there, you're feeling pretty comfortable. Yeah, so we'll see what Nikki Parsley Blocker and yeah. the girls will be able to do to wrap up this tournament play um, that starts. I'm sorry, uh, I didn't write that 10th, down. I think it's Friday, right? Friday. So uh, we'll keep you in the loop with that. Um, All right, looking back at some of the CUSA games this past week, Liberty obviously took down La Tech, South Carolina, Jack State. I used to be like, oh, my gosh, Sam Houston, y'all are like, I love y'all. Now my heart is in for Jack State. Like, y'all are so good. And I just think that it's (laughs) such, you know, unfair, like, ruling for the NCAA to not allow them to play in the, you know, the conference championship game. Or, you know, hopefully they get that that bowl bid. They really were giving it to South Carolina. I thought that they were going to pull it out. They ended up losing 38-28. Um, Sam Houston, as we said, got their first victory in FBS play over uh, Kennesaw State. New Mexico State. Diego Pavia is not messing around. He is ready to come back to the mountain for that conference championship. They took down Middle Tennessee 13-7. And Western Kentucky ended up pulling out one over UTEP. I think Western Kentucky... 21-13 was the final on that one. they had like 12 passing yards at the half. They ended up with like 100 passing yards in the game. That is not what they expect. They end up running the ball pretty well. Are are they seeing more injuries or something? I don't know, but it it was a struggle. So it comes down next week, right? New Mexico State, WKU, the winner, the inside track to face Liberty. And, uh, boy, Wesley Kentucky has to feel like they are just kind of limping into that game with the way that they've been playing here. Yeah, and New Mexico State, I don't know their at-home versus road record, but I feel like – they are just on a roll. Five straight wins. Yeah. Um, that'll be really, really interesting to see how that one shakes out. 3.30 kick. So I might have to, you know, well, you guys will have to be updating us on that That's score right. throughout the broadcast. Um, so obviously Liberty outside of conference play hosting Old Dominion this week. La Tech is hosting Sam Houston. FIU's on the road at Middle Tennessee. And then the game of the week really in the CUSA is that New Mexico State-Western Kentucky game. Okay. Let's preview a little Old Dominion. What can you tell me about? What are they? The Monarchs? Monarchs, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good start. <laughs> their, uh, their, mas- their mascot's the Monarchs. Yeah. Uh, this is a really, really good team. They're 4-5 and five right now. But think about some of these losses. Mm-hmm. They lost at, uh, against Wake Forest by three, right? That was second game of the year. And then the last two games they played against James Madison Ooh, on the road, one. they yeah. lost by three. Then this past Saturday hosting Coastal Carolina, they led that game late. Like, they went up. They were up in the fourth quarter. They went up 24-21 with a minute 24 left. They ended up giving up a touchdown with 23 seconds left to lose the game. So this is a team that feels like they should have won their last two. So it's going to go one of two ways. Either they come in just ticked off and they play some really good football, or they let those losses linger and they don't show up really locked in and focused like they should be. Either way, though, I have a this feeling team they're going to be showing up. Very much good enough mm-hmm. to come into Liberty yeah. and knock them off. So this is going to be a really good test. Liberty has pretty well dominated this series since moving to the FBS. Remember, the first ever game at the FBS le- level for Liberty was against ODU, mm-hmm. and Liberty just worked them over. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a ball game. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of what this series looks like. Liberty won this game last year, 38-24 down there. Uh, but they're definitely capable. Got a couple of good running backs. Uh, their quarterback was a transfer. Uh, I think from Fordham, he came with their offensive, new offensive coordinator. So they are, they're better than they were a year ago. 
and they're certainly good enough to give Liberty all they want. One stat that sticks out to me is they've allowed 46 sacks this season and only well maybe um, that's what just what the doctor ordered for liberty right exactly maybe so that's that just might what they be need. my bold yeah. prediction so don't even try to yeah. steal on okay. that one right. uh, do we want to look at some bold do some bold predictions i know joe yak is in here so he, i think this is this is what i think and i will confirm with uh jeff snell right the yeah. scoring system yeah. um expertise if you're not here you can't win no that's not it <laughs> i got joe's pick I, he texted me can i go over right. last week Snell scoring system. Let's do it. Got it from Jeff. Uh, I I split again. You and I tied this week. So we share a point. So second straight week, I've done that. So right now, the standings are, because you had it, I had it 38-24 Liberty. You had it 38-17. Jeff asked if I was hoping. That, Wait, what uh, was my score prediction? 38-17, right? 38-17, yep. So I had, what was your score prediction? 38-24. So, yeah, we split. Uh, so you and Joe are both tied with 3.5 points on the year, if you will. I have two. Uh, wow. So you guys are you guys are doing fine here. So you're le- you're leading the way right now in our overall. Standings. I am winning everything. It is really difficult it's to just be like, this good. It is it. really annoying. I can tell you that. <laughs> All right, you want to jump into uh, bold predictions for this year? Yes, let's All do right. it. Um, so I'm going to say Liberty is getting four sacks, and they will have their fourth straight game with over 300 rushing yards. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 And what's your total? Or your My score? My score? Okay, so they are averaging 24 points oh boy, a game. The math. opponent is they're allowing this, 26 points a I'm game. Sorry. I'm going to say 35-17. 35-17, L-U. Okay. Joe sent me only a score. He went with 35-28, L-U. So, yeah. there you go. I'm obviously saying LU. When yep, yep. Just uh, need to get that over. I'm going to say <laughs> a lot closer, lower scoring, which I've done that a few times, and it never turned oh, out Oh, yeah, maybe I do want it to be no, closer. No, 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 no. I do this no, every week. No, you do week. this every week. You've already committed. Uh, 27-24 Liberty, and I have a Brylin Green interception to seal the win late. That's my Whoa, bold prediction. Whoa, wow, so, we're getting like Here's the way I see it playing out. Old Dominion, ball late, final drive. Driving it down around the 20. Are we saving? Save this clip. Save this clip. Around the 20 <laughs> yard line or so. Try to fit one in over the middle. Brylin Green steps in front, picks it off ball game. So that's the way it's going to go. Still come out and watch. We are going to Still come to watch see. the game, but I feel like that's the way it's going to go. If you're not watching, tune yeah. into ESPN Plus because yeah. we will be leading the broadcast. Really excited to get back on the sidelines and be on the call with these guys. Um, mailbag, we did have a great email from Bill. However, Bill, hear me out. It's so good. We're going to stage this entire thing to have We want Joe Doug, to be here to hear Doug, it. Doug, you need to start prepping your voice now because it's a very long we're, email. We're going to have somebody read it. Yeah, we're going to have someone so read it because if we read it, it just isn't as effective. Yeah. We need Joe to be here too because I need him to hear this. You can't rely on him actually listening to um, the Flame this. Central podcast powered by Alcova Mortgage. So get out to Liberty Arena yeah. tonight for the men's basketball game. Get out to um, Williams Stadium for the game on Saturday. Kick is at 1.00. And we'll get to that mailbag next week. But we need to do Flames Fantasy. I mean, do we? Do we need to do I do, do have Flames a couple of mailbags fantasy? this week if you do want. Do we need to do Flames, we Flames, stall Flames, Flames Fantasy anymore? Do we? Yeah. Just you and me. We don't even waste our time on Joe's team because I, I, I can't. I need to start writing my speech. All right, let's do Flames <laughs> Fantasy, and then we'll do the couple mailbags we got. And then we got to roll. Yeah, Joe this week, uh, he was led in scoring by Noah Frith, who had that big touchdown yeah. catch. Yeah, so we all Highest know score Noah he's scored. had. Uh, 36.1 points for Joe this week for a total of 216. That's his best week I think he's uh, ever had. 216, I think I did that week three. Yeah, you scored 60 <laughs> points, 60.4. Here's the thing. I'm starting to get on Joe's bandwagon of we've got to just, like, change players or something. Quentin Cooley put up 31 points by himself. This that's is outrageous. That's more than just, you need to talk to Willie Corn. This is outrageous. I know. He had 31. CJ Daniels had over 15 points. So you scored 60.4. You're at 385.3. I scored 40.3 points, led by Tyron Dupree, 13 and a half. Aaron Bedgood, 17.2. I have 313.4. I love you. know tell what's you, crazy you, is that Joe had the first pick, and he was right. so so. He, I yeah, wish we could have this um, like magic ball to show us what. Von Blue would have done if he didn't get injured because yeah, that would have been really interesting. But 
It's just like crazy that you don't take Quentin Cooley with your first yeah, overall pick. That's so that's that was true. your first mistake. Let me just say Jordan. a little behind the scenes, break this down for you. At halftime of the Liberty game Saturday, feeling pretty good. Aaron Bedgood had a couple of touchdowns. <laughs> I text Emily and I say, "You do you hear footsteps? And, and she's like, like, what? <laughs> and then I remind her that Liberty was playing that night. And no, uh, no. but I'm like, I'm like, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm feeling good. And she's and like, and then I sent a text. To Quinn Cooley. Yeah, and I'm like, halftime. just. Uh, She's like, yeah, that'll be fine. Quinn will score like three touchdowns in the second half. Well, he didn't do that, but he ran for 178 yards or whatever it was. Oh, my gosh. And she I ends love up it. blowing our doors off. I so, love it. Whatever. All right. So, mailbag, even though Joe's not here. Yeah, real quick. Mailbag. That was. That's my, that's I'm my Joe I'm uncomfortable. Guy. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> Uh, oh flamecentral at liberty.edu. That's the email address, flamecentral at liberty.edu. Send us any questions, comments you have. Uh, one question coming to us from Scott. He's like, Scott are pass interference calls getting more inconsistent? He goes, am I just a fan that, that feels like they're all going against Liberty? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know, but I do think that they need to use better judgment in terms of, like, the ball has to be catchable. Yeah. You know, it, that's when I can't stand it. When Because I almost think it was, like, against Law Tech that I'm like, that ball wasn't catchable. So I don't think that should have been pass interference yeah. on one I will flag say, this past I will week. Say I this. think it was. I was very concerned that Tyron Dupree was going to get ejected oh for targeting. Gosh, yes. And honestly, it may it have been worse was. than the previous week when he did. So I yeah. was shocked when he didn't. I'm glad, obviously. Um, yeah. You'd hate to see that. But, yeah, the, but it, boy, it, I thought he was going to get And I think he did, too. There was a shot they yeah, had on the, on the game of concerned. him watching the video board, and he was like, oh, no. Yeah. So fortunate for the Flames. Yeah, hopefully he works him. on that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But what something – and we see this more in the NFL, I feel like. But I, my bigger argument and issue is, like, can we sack the quarterback anymore right. without getting roughing the passer? Like, right. I get it. We need to keep the quarterback in the game, and that's really important. But, like, cut. okay, here you go. Yeah. Here you go. Oh. Oh, okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let, like, come on. Please, please. Like, we don't need that flag thrown every single time some guy's getting to the quarterback. Question from David. He wants to know, uh, and we touched on this, I think, a little last week, but would you rather go undefeated uh, and win? No, no, no. Hold on. Would you rather go undefeated and win a lower-level bowl game or undefeated and lose then in a New Year's Six. And I think we all take New Year's Six. Yeah, I think yeah. you take so New Year's Six just, just uh, from the publicity yeah, and like for recruiting yeah, and stuff like that. that. For sure, for sure. All yeah. right, that's it for the mailbag. All right, thanks guys for listening or watching the Flame Wait, Central oh, podcast. Oh, one, last thing. one last thing. I want to shout out the fourth through sixth grade Bears flag football team in the Impact League here in Lynchburg winning a championship on Saturday morning in a thriller. So the, to the Bears, I want to say congrats, boys. Matt, we brought who's home a the title. coach of that? I'm the assistant coach slash director of player personnel, uh, and we were able to bring it home. Narrow 8-6 victory, able to get the title. I meant to bring the trophy in here with me. I have it in my car. Uh, so oh, props to the Bears. The the director of player personnel. Director of player, self-proclaimed. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so what was the moment of the game? Well, it was a two-point conversion attempt that would have tied it by the other team. And unfortunately, they had all three of their players open, and all three of them went for the ball, and it ended up falling to the turf. So uh, it was too good of a play design is what it was because oh, they were wow. all wide open. We got a little lucky. But, hey, all great right. game, great season. Bears, well, to, there you go. Congrats. The Bears yeah. are, you know, one Bears team. That's the only <laughs> – first time since 85 yeah. they've done anything. So, yeah, and we were pretty fired. All right, thanks again for listening and watching. Be sure to be on the call or uh, tune in to men's basketball tonight if you're not going to the game. And then we're back on the call for football. We'll see you guys next time.